Welcome to Trady Avangard Podcast. This is show number 71. It's great to have you join us. My name's John Warren, and as usual, my very good mate Ashley Ralph's here. Welcome, Ash. JW, good to be here, buddy. It is good to be here. Last uh, last podcast, Ash, we were talking a little bit around racing, and I know that's not the primary reason that we do have these podcasts, but uh, Made by Khan's having another run on Friday evening at Canterbury, so it's first city run. Well, that's a bit exciting. I'm assuming you're going to go. Yeah, we will be going. There's a there's a bus load, <laughs> a bus load of us going out for this one, so all going well. It can run similar to its last run, and um, and first past the post would be nice. Oh, it's always nice. That's uh, name of the game, eh? Yeah. So anyway, I'll let you know how we go. Hey, we'll get straight into today's show, Ash. And today we're joined by Jane Challenor. Jane is the chief of strategy at Real Business Group. Welcome, Jane. Thank you very much, John and Ashley. It's great to be here. Thank you for the invitation. Thank you for sharing your time with us. We really appreciate it. Hey, Jane, what part of uh, this wonderful country are you coming from this morning? Well, I'm in Sydney, Australia, so uh, up in the Pittwater area. So Ah, beautiful. Yeah. Very nice. And of course, we've very had a bit nice of wet weather in uh, Sydney over the last couple of weeks. So we haven't really seen summer, even though we're technically nine or so days into it. Yes, I'm waiting patiently. <laughs> yeah, hopefully as we lead into that Christmas period, uh, we'll get some of that nice weather and be out and about. Hey, Jane, maybe to get things started, can you share with our listeners the Jane Challenger story, how you ended up where you are today as Chief of Strategy with Real Business Group? Yeah, okay, thank you. Um, so I've been in business for over 35 years now, actually. I've built over 15 businesses. I've either um, started, uh, had them as startups, acquisitions or have done mergers and partnerships um, and over that time working with my mentors you know really adopted a proven methodology that's you know transformed all my businesses and in turn I've been working now with business owners themselves um, through all walks of industries uh, using the same methodologies that have uh, turned my businesses into very profitable uh, enterprises. And um, I've sold all my businesses out and my partnerships a few years ago, and now I focus working with business owners on showing them how to build uh, very spectacular businesses and uh, you know, really understand how to pull the profit out of their business and, and achieve sustainable growth, which is something I love doing. So, Jane, you said you uh, sold them all out and you partnered with that. What was your most successful business? What did you do? Well, I built, um, I built a series of businesses in the UK and they were in the construction space and the renovation space. And through those businesses came other businesses. Um, so we diversified into other areas. So I was running about four businesses um, at the same time there and we developed those businesses into very strong enterprises to the point where they those businesses would actually work without me so uh, so my strength i have a lot of strength in the in the building and construction and the trade space um, as i've actually built those businesses myself so oh fantastic now that's uh, that's really well done hey uh, jay we were chatting the other day about the construction industry here in australia and obviously after well can't say after covid because it seems to just keep going um, it does, doesn't but, it? <laughs> well, we shouldn't stop, but they keep coming up with different strains. So anyway, we'll we'll see what happens in 2022. Yeah. But what about from an economic climate point of view? I mean, what are the things you're already seeing and what are the things you think we're going to see um, going forward? Because obviously we've had a really buoyant 
construction industry over the last 18 months and lots of government grants, which we don't know if they'll continue mm. next year or, or they'll all be turned mm. off. But you know, what do you see mm. from your point of view going forward? Sure. Uh, great question, Ashley. What I'm finding, I'm seeing is that um, there's a, a lot of underlying environments uh, with supply chain uh, issues and logistics issues. Where those are coming from, um, I'm unsure. Um, but what I am what I am seeing is the the challenges that's sort of coming in with delays that's coming into the construction industry. Now uh, these delays are only getting worse over time, but I you know I see it more in other countries than I've seen it here. But it is coming through now. So. My concern is as well that um, shipping fees uh, for construction items uh, are going through the roof. And what I'm seeing is it's, you know, it's really adding about 20 to 30 percent to uh, jobs, which is of concern because that's obviously going to get passed down the food chain for for tradies who are going to be impacted on their bottom line by these measures that are, are, are coming through at the moment. So how I see that rolling out, gosh, uh, with the ever-changing climate that we're in at the moment and uh, no sight of uh, the, the, that coming to an end, I, I would see that worsening and, and getting to the point where, you know, the tradie is going to get his price squeezed. I'm also seeing in, building, in the building space construction loans that have been granted to homeowners earlier on are now being quoted and are about 20 to 30 percent higher so this is forcing builders to compromise their own margins which is creating price competition again and i'm just starting to see this coming out because the homeowners don't have another 20 30 percent to build their homes they that they, they hadn't allocated funds for that so it, all of that, in, in effect, is, is, is inevitable to actually come down the food chain and have the trades pricing squeezed and their profitability squeezed. So that's what's uh, of concern that I'm seeing in the marketplace at the moment. So, Jane, obviously, with those delays, those shipping free increases, and to your point, that 20 and 30 percent in some cases increase in materials that go into the building construction industry. How are yeah. you seeing uh, those tradies and, and trade businesses in construction industry responding to to these events? Yeah, I, well, I'm seeing the larger larger building companies um, responding. They've responded quite early, but I'm not seeing it with the smaller with the smaller enterprises, uh, businesses. Um, not many builders I've noticed under a, under ten mil have are seem to be responding they seem to be on the back foot or uh hoping that um the uh that it will change or they won't be impacted by price so that that's what concerns me really i see quite a slow change i'm not seeing i'm not seeing many of the business owners in this space actually responding to it or getting on the front foot with it and to me that's that's of concern because they're going to get caught out further down down the road so talking about getting on the front foot jane how how do they do that i mean what are the steps now that the traders out there listening going yep and you know they you can just see them in their car now as they're listening on the way to work you know uh in the morning nodding their head going yep 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 we see all this happening and especially i think the subcontractors that are that are um subcontracting to the larger builders and and mm. you know they're the ones who sort of see it get hit first um, what are the yes. steps they need to take 
well, you know, straight away, I will start thinking about so they protect themselves for, you know, the next year or two or three. Uh, absolutely. Look, I, I see, I mean, if I'm coming down from the top of the builder or the developer, you know, they really need to understand that the homeowner or the developer really needs to understand what that price is and what their budget is in comparison, because certain things can be done and changed at that, at that level. Once that quote or tender is done, you know, it starts to become a surprise uh, for the homeowner or the developer. And I've seen that happening quite regularly already. And, and obviously then that's chewing up a heap of more time for that uh, builder to uh, actually reevaluate re his pricing. Um, and the first thing I know he's going to do in a part of that process is to start squeezing trades. So I think for it, at that top end, it's really understanding what that homeowner has available or that developer has available, what is his price or his budget to know so the, the builder can start to understand and how to navigate through those, those issues. In regards to the trades, you know, it's really important that they firm their pricing up and get agreement on pricing and get that locked in early because if they're, if they're not doing that and they're not getting agreement and they're not getting it signed, you know, that they can lead, that can lead to uh, challenges further down the road for them. And they're the ones that are going to cop the, uh, the impact of pricing. The other thing is, is delays. You know, again, that's going to impact the, the, the tradie business in relation to delays and obviously not having the amount of people on board that they can keep running backwards and forwards when these delays happen, that's going to impact on their productivity and their timeframes. So they really do need to get their agreements in place and, and get and get and get agreement and get start that signed. Considering the amount of uh, work that's obviously going to be impacted by the challenges that we are facing around supply chain and, and rapid increases in pricing because of that scarcity, not just locally, but obviously globally, yeah. As a percentage of traders, how many of uh, these trading businesses might be operating sort of a, a little bit oblivious to the fact? Yeah, I, I think, John, I, I'm not seeing many traders respond. Uh, it, they tend, to, in my experience, so in my humble experience in working in the trade industry with, with clients in that space, very few seem to be aware or they just cop it on the chin when it's presented to them. So I think preparation is key here. And, and, you know, and I hope I'm wrong. I, I absolutely hope I'm wrong. And I, I hope this just breezes over and we're back to normal quickly. But I think it's really important for that awareness by tradies to just get, get make sure they understand what operating cash they're going to need available for their business, how much that's going to look like to that in, would incorporate delays, what they need to support themselves while they've got these delays and to also get their agreements in place with the builder. It's so important that they do because if the builder starts getting squeezed at the top end or they start having these delays, then, you know, that's just the impact's going to be on the, on the tradie, hands down, it always is. So it's preparation and awareness. Jane, you've worked with obviously lots of tradie businesses. When you first come to meet with them and have those early conversations with them about their business, how many... Yes. Have you found that don't really understand that operating cash and the importance of un having that insight in running their businesses? Oh, gosh, John, I would say about 95, 99% of them. That's scary, don't isn't under it? 
It is terrifying, yeah, because they're, most business owners um, operate, uh, especially the trades, always operate and think their profit is what they have left in their bank account. And, you know, if they're not setting proper budgets in place and building good strategy to back that up, then they're not going to understand how much money they actually need. And more often than not, they, you know, they start running out of money and they, they don't know why. Um, and that could be a myriad of things. But when you're combined with a, a volatile climate that we're in, you know, it starts to become quite risky and quite dangerous for some of these unsuspecting business owners that, you know, have never been taught how to support, how to support their businesses and what, be, what they need to understand in business to make sure they can trade through these environments and these, uh, these volatile climates. So very few, John. Well, that's really one of the reasons Innovative Traders Club come to exist because of that, I suppose, that recognition that there's amazingly talented traders out there that move into business and we're really here to try to help them that simplify that business part of business to create that really strong foundation. And to your point, eye on the numbers. I mean, if, if they don't have that, the, the rest is sort of a house of cards, isn't it? And it can happen quite quickly. It is, it is, and, and it does, you know. It only takes a, a climate that um, starts to compound over time and, um, you know, they can really be caught out on the back foot and, and basically just run out of cash. So I see it happen a lot with, with, with you know, 60 70% of trades businesses. So, Jay, we talk about getting prepared and, and we've talked, you know, it's been our focus today. How many yeah. trading businesses... Do, do you reckon out there or do you think out there that, you know, their, their business processes are probably poor? Now, when I talk about business process, you know, we talk about um, their quoting, whether they've got all the right information to cover themselves if they do need to go in and, you know, a bill falls over and they need to go in with a bit of liability and get some money back. Or how many, mm. you know, just let, they send an invoice and it just rolls and rolls and rolls and rolls because they think, oh, I don't want to upset my customer and I will get paid. I mean, these are the processes yes. that, you know, they're pretty easy to fix, I would have thought, but these are the ones we're seeing that um, we're probably a little bit flippant in the trade world with. Yeah, I, in my experience, actually, I, I tend to find that most tradies uh, use their business as though it were a job. And, you know, this is because they just don't understand what business methodology is that would build them a successful business so they tend to just keep working longer and longer and longer hours and you know they bring in a few people into their business but they haven't learned how to build a proper team and and understanding the power of leverage you know and to be before they even start they really do need to understand how to budget their business out and if they don't I absolutely suggest that they find a way to do that and find somebody that can show them that because they're, you know, there's a wonderful term in business called operational cash and every business needs to know what that is for their business. When they start building and developing their infrastructure, very few businesses take that into account. So they end up paying their team more than themselves because they're basically running out of money. And so it just creates this vicious cycle. And I'm working with a, a young electrical company now and he, he really didn't understand budgeting and money. And when we laid it all out for him and showed him a nice simple budget and how much operational cash and what operational cash meant to the growth of his business, it's really changed the dynamics of his business and the dynamics of his thinking. 
and he's you know he's starting to accelerate past many of his uh, competitors now because he he knows what to do with that money it's not to go and spend it it's to invest back into his business um, and when he gets more time back, then that's when businesses really start to grow. And it gets a, a tradie, a typical tradie, out of the grind of working everyday business and thinking that they have to do everything. So it's, it's a very important thing for a, a trades business to understand if they really want to grow a successful business. And if they don't, they will always limit themselves to how big their, their business can grow and how much time they'll actually give themselves back. And again, Jane, that uh, sort of mindset shift from being a good tradie to actually being a good business person, because that's why the, their business exists. Exactly, John. Yeah, it's, it, is, it is transitioning from business operator to business owner. And, and until that takes place, you know, there's, there's a, a lot of pain and suffering will happen along the way because they'll, they'll just burn out over time and because they don't, just don't know what they don't know and ha- don't have the skill set to understand how to transition their, uh, transition their little business operation into a proper business. Yes. And it can be done in, in several easy steps. It's just knowing the right order to put it in. And I love that line that you shared with us, use their business as a job. And that probably rings so Yes, true. Yes, it's very sad because we're just not taught how to grow business. We, we don't know how to do it. And our craft and our idea or our expertise will not grow us a sustainable and strong business. It will just get us working harder and harder than ever before to the point where we just burn out. And I, and I see the other end of it and it's, it's such a shame because there's some great talent out there. And particularly over the last two years, the, the world's changed dramatically with obviously the impacts of COVID. And I think people's expectations of a work-life balance has also changed. So for tradies out there, to your point, they're, they're working longer and harder, in many cases for less money. Ash and I have spoken yes. on numerous occasions where there's lots of really amazingly talented tradies that would probably be better off working for someone else and be on a better hourly rate as an employee rather than running their business, not knowing the numbers, not understanding the operating cash and the consequences of that. Uh, yeah. I mean, um, sadly, the consequences of that is they quit. You know, they, they just burn out and they just end up getting themselves a job. And, you know, it doesn't ha- actually have to be that way. It's actually understanding, accepting that if they want to grow themselves a successful business, a business that can work without them, then they need to learn something and they need to be open to learning something. And, you know, and it, it is actually kind of going back to school in a way. But once, once a business owner has learned those tools and tactics and skill set and understanding how to put the right uh, measures in place at the right time, they've got those skills for life. And, and that will take them an awfully long way in, in the world. And, they, and I've got business owners that are building multiple businesses once they've learned how to build one. And, um, you know, I, I say get the skill set. It's so worth it because it gives you back your life. And then that's when the, the great stuff starts to happen because, you know, your cash, your profits from your business is the most expensive money you'll ever earn, you know, and, and what you do with that is beyond your business. So it's understanding that your business is a vehicle for, for you to go and have an amazing life. And your education is to learn how to make that happen and take that journey and you'll have a wildly different business and again, in spite of an environment like this. 
Yeah, perfect. And Innovate Traders Club is about that, obviously. Innovate Traders Club with their wonderful partners, including Real Business, is about that. How do we share those uh, those insights, those skills, that, that knowledge that's going to help them to, to move from where they are as traders into that mindset of being a business owner and all the, the real benefits that can come from learning that and making that change. Jane, in your experience, what is likely to happen to those tradie businesses out there that just don't change? They do nothing. In my experience, um, they generally either run out of money or they burn out and generally end, end up getting themselves a job. I've got a builder on my books that uh, is a young guy, understood immediately that he needed education on how to build a business because being a builder is not building a business. And he actually has his dad working for him now because his dad just burnt out. He couldn't, he just didn't know how to put the tools and tactics together to build a, a spectacular business for himself. And he was just doing everything. And so, you know, this is common, you know, businesses, tradies tend to underprice themselves. They don't understand the value of money and what that needs to invest in their business so they can grow. They become unprofitable and they end up working longer and harder to accommodate lack, lack of profits in their business because they haven't learned how to price properly or how to accommodate, you know, bringing new people and, and infrastructure into their business to support it. All these things are, are an inevitable part of growing a business. And when done well, you know, builds wildly successful businesses. I've worked with a business, a building company that was doing high rise apartments and couldn't get past two a year for about five or six years. And now their business is sitting at, you know, 150 to 200 million dollars. And, and that happened in like four to five years. So it's business methodology is what's critical for the success of these businesses whether they want a, a $1 million business, a $2 million business or a $50 million business, it's still the same process that they need to learn to go and get that. Does that help? Jane, how many, yeah, absolutely. How many small trade businesses, and obviously we know there's lots of them out there, um, and John yeah. made the point before, some of them would be better off working for someone else for wages. How many of yeah. them out there do you think don't pay themselves a wage every week and just work on, like you said, the operating cash or need, when they need money, they, it's there, but they don't actually treat it as a job? Yeah, look, I, I see, because they haven't structured themselves properly and they haven't understood what money they need um, for the business to grow, they will sacri always sacrifice their own income. And, you know, I probably see this about 80% of the time, you know, business tradies sacrificing their income in order to get a job done or pay their employee a wage. Uh, I see it all the time. It's, it's really sad. And, um, you know, I was working with a painting company and they hadn't paid themselves for nearly a year. I have no idea what they were living off. And because they'd structured their pricing incorrectly, their business had grown and they haven't increased their overhead to accommodate it. And when we did, we suddenly put $250,000 back on their bottom line once they understood what was missing from their strategy. But they just didn't know, and so they just carried on working for basically nothing. And it was, it was such a shame because um, if they'd come to me earlier, we would have had, they would have had $250,000 in their pockets the year before they'd come to me, so, and the year before that. So, yeah, so it's just it's just not knowing you know they don't know but they don't ask 
and so they just stay poor. So how easy is it then to bring some of these processes into their business? Oh, it's so easy. Uh, it's not hard to do at all. There's a, there's a methodology that is, is done and, and first up it's about setting goals. Where do they want to go? Where do they see themselves? Uh, how do they see themselves getting there? And often they don't even know most of that, you know. So it's really understanding how to get a business profitable or how to set those goals and, and take that business to where it wants to be. Good methodology, strategy, structure and execution or action, actioning those items. And really, you know, and having a good budget in place to understand when to invest and when not to invest. The, these simple tools and tactics done in the right order can, can change the face of their business very quickly. Um, but again, it's knowing what needs to be done and what needs to be done in the right order. Uh, it's not hard, but it does take the mindset of that business owner to want to learn something new. And when, and when that business owner is open, and hopefully he hasn't put himself through so much pain that it's his only way forward um, or to quit. You know, he, he will change the face of his business and, and his future. So it's not very hard to do. It's just being open to want to do it. Hey, Jane, look, thank you very much for sharing your time today. I know that Ash and I and Innovative Traders Club are quite excited to, to have Real Business Group on board and to be working with those traders that have that real need to to really build those processes that you've shared with us today to understand more about the importance and really that obsession, if you like, to understanding operating cash because that's really at the very core of understanding a business and ensuring that you are set up for success. A lot of trading businesses obviously are moving uh, closer to Christmas, New Year break and they'll have the opportunity to sort of spend time with their families, refresh and recharge, ready for whatever 2022 does bring us and, and that's in light to some of the things you shared around uh, potential delays and and those shipping fees and, and material increases. So I suppose to close out today's show, what might be your advice or what you'd like to share with them maybe to think about over that holiday period as they start planning for 2022, some of those real core tips that might help them to sort of be in a better position when they come back to work in the new year? Yeah, absolutely, John. Look, I think it's when you're taking time out, I think it's really good to start thinking about what you really want, you know, because we've become such a slave to our business and we just and we just stay there. I think it's so important to know what you want and know how much money that you want to earn. And then if you don't know how to pull all that together, get educated, go and get help, read books, attend workshops find somebody that will support you and ed teach and educate you on how to make it happen and how to put it together you know it's it's uh, it's money well spent it's investment well spent it, to your life and to the, the lives of your family so continuing to keep doing the same thing and expecting a different result is we all know the, that that is insanity and people you know recognize it if uh, you are practicing a slight amount of insanity because change actually starts with that business owner and then that allows them to start making some inquiry on what do I need to change here to get a better result out of my business and, and, have, a, and have more profit. And if you don't know, get help, seek advice, get educated. You will shortcut an immense amount of pain, especially in volatile environments like this. You know, there's advice everywhere. And you guys, I know you've got a lot of advice already in your in your membership forum so 
no, I'm sure Joe, they can take advantage of that. You've almost just uh, written our Innovative Traders Club commercial, so thank you very much for that. Oh. Um, <laughs> You're and, welcome. And of course, Innovative Traders Club is about simplifying the business part of business, and, and our wonderful partners uh, like yourself, uh, Real Business Group, contribute to that. So where traders do need that help, that insight, that support, that learning, uh, it's a community where you will be able to access that and uh, and speak with people and connect with people that can help and, and speed up the process of success where that's possible. So Jane, look, yeah. thank you very much for sharing your time with us today. We do look forward to 2022 and working with you and getting involved in webinars and, and our conferences and that sort of stuff as uh, hopefully the, the COVID era falls behind us and, uh, and things normalise in 2022. So thank you very much. That's it. Ash, show number 71 is done now. So we're in the ute, the van, the site shed, the office, or maybe looking for some business support. We thank you for sharing your time on Trade Avant Garde. Until next time, stay safe, stay well, and speak with you soon. Mm-hmm.